We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yeah, you heard it there. It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today sports media group. Riding solo today, as I will after each game moving forward with Chris busy doing his his normal beat writer things. He's in Zoom conferences. He's taking notes. He's writing stories. Um, and I will be doing more of that a little bit later. So we'll have a more in-depth podcast for you dropping Tuesday morning. And that'll be it for the week while Chris and I take some time off to enjoy the holidays with our families. So the 49ers fall to the Cowboys 41-27, and I thought Week 14 against Washington was the worst loss of the year when they fell 23-15 to and gave up 14 points to the Washington defense, but they topped that in a 41-27 loss to the 4-9 Dallas Cowboys in a game where... Dallas at no point looked good. They never really looked like the better team. 
but the 49ers at this point are just not are not capable of going in and making mistakes against a bad team and still beating them. They could do that last year. They could they could do it in the early 2010s when maybe a turnover here and there or maybe a a bad offensive series a defense could pick it up and and once again the defense did a really nice job but the 49ers offense just can't hold on to the football and it continues to plague them. They're out of playoff contention. Now, well, effectively out of playoff contention. The Cardinals just have to beat the Eagles, which that game should be final by the time this dropped. The Cardinals are up big early on in that one. So the Niners are effectively out of playoff contention. And they brought a game like this on themselves. Kyle Shanahan decided to stick with Nick Mullins at starting quarterback, which I understand he's the QB2 for a reason. He's beat out C.J. Beathard for the backup job a couple of times. So even after a game where... He he commits two turnovers that lead to Washington touchdowns. I get why they stuck with him. People always praise how smart he is, how well he knows the offense, his processing speed, this and that. And he's confident and knows he can run the offense. That's great. That's why they stuck with him. But the Niners on, on, on their first possession, Richie James, the punt returner, fumbles. Dallas goes in, scores a touchdown. Okay, that's fine. Niners down 7-0 early, but then Nick Mullins fumbles. On the 49ers' next possession, Dallas capitalizes, they score a touchdown, they go up 14-0. So Kyle Shanahan said all week that there was going to be a short leash with Nick Mullins because what the 49ers can't handle are giveaways by the quarterback. And they had one early. But again, it was, you know, uh, Demarcus Lawrence coming off the edge, Mike McGlinchey did an okay job, but Lawrence just made a really nice play to get a to get a hand on Mullins' wrist as as Mullins started to throw the ball kind of came out. Looked borderline fumble, but they called it that on the field. There wasn't enough to overturn it. Fine. Then Mullins does a pretty nice job. Keeps the 49ers in the game, ties it, it helps them tie it at 17. Dallas goes up 24-17, and we'll get to Marcel Harris and, and Richard Sherman a little bit later, but Dallas makes it 24-17. Niners go down and score, make it 24-24. But then Mullins throws another interception with about 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The game's tied at 24 at this point. He tries an out route, floats out there. Cowboys cornerback comes in, picks it off, and Dallas kicks a field goal. Again, nice job on the Niners defense. Um, But Dallas later in the fourth quarter Gets another interception. This one, Mullins just floats a throw over the middle of the field that was easily read by Dallas defensive back Anthony Brown, who who undercut the throw. And Tony Pollard, a couple plays later, ran it in to put Dallas up 34-24 and effectively put the game away. Now, at this point, after the first interception, it would have been justifiable to bring in Beathard because the issue was the turnovers, the giveaways. And I get to that point, Mullins had done a pretty good job, but that first interception was not good. The second one was even worse. Where There were just two minutes left, just over two minutes left, when, when the Niners got the ball back down 34-24. But Kyle Shanahan elected to stick with Mullins again, after turnover number three, where none of them looked particularly good. 41 of the points San Francisco's allowed over the last two games have come off turnovers. 31 of those 30 of those 41 points, 31 of the 41 points came from turnovers by the quarterback. 
This is something the 49ers brought on themselves today. They could have gone away from Mullins after the first giveaway. I understand why they didn't. Could have done it after the second one. They could have done it after the third one. Nick Mullins didn't exit Sunday's game until he got hurt with a minute 15-ish to go in the fourth quarter. That was it. The damage had been done. But the 49ers didn't put themselves in a position where they could pull Mullins out. They don't have they clearly don't have any faith in CJ Beathard to move the ball. They think Nick Mullins is their best option, and if that's the case, then they they should have been looking for another quarterback in the offseason to me. I want to talk about this with Chris during the podcast this week because I know digging down to the third quarterback and that's where I want to take a step back and be fair. Because no team is looking at their quarterback depth chart and going, we need to improve the third quarterback spot. Beathard's been with the team. The Niners traded up for him. He knows the offense. They figured he wasn't even going to need to suit up this year, much less play in a game. But in a game like Sunday where the Niners needed it to keep their very, very slim 3% playoff chances alive, they didn't feel confident enough to go to Beathard. And if that's the case, I, I, I'm, I'm uncertain why he's been, been on the roster. But again, like I said, I'm guessing the 49ers figured if they were in a position where they needed to go to Beathard, they probably weren't going to be be doing a lot of winning anyways. But you get why it's hard for the defense then. Like I said, after after the interception that made it after it was 27-24 and, and Tony Pollard scored on the long run for the Cowboys, the Niners defense didn't didn't look like they were flying to the ball the way they had all game. And that's got to be a little bit demoralizing as a defense. When you're having to play all these extra possessions because your quarterback keeps giving the ball to the other team, and then the coach sticks with that quarterback. That's got to be difficult for a defense to just go out there and continue performing. The reality is for San Francisco that injuries played a massive role in their failure this year. That can't be danced around. That can't be excused. That There's no world where an NFL team that experienced the injury issues the 49ers experienced this year, they saw it against Sunday. Raheem Mostert, who dealt with that high ankle sprain, had to exit because the ankle was bothering him, and he was having a pretty good game. And credit Jeff Wilson Jr. again. He was also banged up. He was banged up two separate times. Once, I think, one of an ankle, and then it looked like he exited again with a hamstring later in the game. That's just been the reality for San Francisco, and there's no... there's. There's no saying that you can't use injuries as an excuse because there reaches a point that you can. And the 49ers reached it. Most teams lose their starting quarterback in week two and then get him back in week five and then lose him again in week eight. Not a lot of teams are are winning a bunch of games in that scenario. So you understand why the Niners struggled. And then Nick Bosa going down in, in week two. That's the focal point of your defense. D Ford going down after week one. Another guy that the 49ers traded for to kind of be this to, to spearhead a defense that last year was very good. They have all the injuries in the secondary where they were moving cornerbacks around. Dante Johnson had to start against the Eagles and he gave up what ultimately was the deciding touchdown. Like there were there are so many moments that you can point to this year for the 49ers where injuries were the problem. Sunday it was not the injuries. 
that were the problem. They just couldn't hold on to the football. And I get in a roundabout way, Garoppolo not playing quarterback and Nick Mullins playing quarterback. I, I get why that's part of the issue. Or why injuries are part of that issue. But when you go back and look through this season, turnovers killed them against the Eagles. The loss to the Saints, a couple of muffed punts turned out to to really be the difference in a game that the 49ers were up and and frankly could have won if they if they hold on to the football. I already mentioned the loss to Washington in a, in week 14 and again in week 15 against Dallas. It's the giveaways. I don't care how healthy a team is or how hurt a team is if the offense is giving the ball to the opposing team and either allowing the defense to score or giving the offense a short field, it is very very difficult to win in the NFL. The 49ers flipped that script last year in multiple games where they were the ones doing the taking away and setting up their offense for success. They had a great average starting field position because of that. And their offense cooked. And this year, their defense, again, credit them for all the injuries they've had. They did a really nice job Sunday, but eventually the gas tank runs out. Eventually, the opposing offense is going to find a hole and they're going to and they're going to break a big play like Tony Pollard did. Dallas tacked on another touchdown on the onside kick attempt when CeeDee Lamb caught the high bounce and ran it in. The 49ers need to fix their quarterback room from the top down. That's that's what that's what Sunday showed me. And not necessarily in the play, not necessarily the, the I I'm not even putting the, anything on Jimmy Garoppolo because maybe the 49ers stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think I mentioned this last week. If that's what they're going to do, then they need to get better at the backup spot. And they need to invest real resources in that spot. Because in three of the years that Jimmy Garoppolo has been a starter in the NFL, he's gotten hurt. And if that's the reality the 49ers are dealing with, if he's the guy that they look at and identify as the guy who can who can most likely lead them to the Super Bowl, they cannot... They they cannot look at that situation and bank on getting 16 games from him. Maybe they do, and that's great. But they need a contingency plan in the event that he misses three, four, five games. Because they can't just throw away those three, four, or five games if they are expecting to be a team that is going to contend for Super Bowls. That's just that's that's not that's not breaking news. I believe it was Trent Dilfer who said, you cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. That applies. <laughs> the position the 49ers have put themselves in is they have an injury-prone starting quarterback. And they don't have good enough options behind him to win if he's out. And while some teams will subscribe to the theory that if you lose your starting quarterback, your season is over anyway, so don't invest the resources in the backup quarterback spot. That's not the case for this 49ers team, who's going to have, should have, an excellent defense once again next year. You figure if Fred Warner's back, if Nick Bosa is back healthy, depending on what they do in the secondary, they should have Jimmy Ward still. Dre Greenlaw's going to be around. Eric Armstead's going to be here. Javon Kinlaw's going to be around. They have pieces on this defense to still be really good. So if you if you if you assume if you assume that's a given, assume they have a top ten defense next year. They need to figure out what they're doing behind Jimmy Garoppolo if they are moving forward to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
because they found out this year Mullins is not the guy. And they found out Sunday that C.J. Beathard is certainly not the guy. If he can't get in over Mullins, after the head coach said all week that turnovers were the biggest issue and Mullins was going to have a short leash if he was turning the ball over because he was turning the ball over Sunday and it was still not enough to get him pulled from the game. We'll get to some good news in a minute. But first, Candlestick Chronicles is brought to you by Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every single hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. I think the 49ers might put out a job ad for backup quarterback. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month according to Comscore total visits, so it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, all one word, BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Candlestick Chronicles is also brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every single day. So head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses and do not forget to use our promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so it wasn't all bad for the 49ers on Sunday. If you're into the draft, if you are in the the 49ers should be losing, maybe not on purpose, but the 49ers should be sticking with Nick Mullins while he continues to to give the ball away because it's better for their draft position. If that's the camp you're in, then it was a huge day for for you. Congra- congratulations. Dallas and San Francisco are now both five and nine. San Francisco, they have a chance to really they went in they went into week fifteen sitting at number twelve in the NFL draft order. If they lose out and finish five and eleven, they have a real shot to climb into the top ten. And depending on how things go, they could mess around and wind up in the top five. Which, when you look at 2018, they finished with the number two pick. They draft Nick Bosa. It changes their fortunes in 2019. If they're just going to follow that script again, maybe Sunday's loss wasn't the worst thing. I don't know. If that's 
if that's the if that's what you want to subscribe to if you if you want to ignore the the kind of overall roster issues and if you want to just point to the the injuries this year and say that they're going to jump back in the saddle and be really good next year then a top five pick would be crucial and I'm sure the 49ers if they are going to finish five and 11 would rather finish five and 11 with the top five pick than finish five and 11 with the top 12 pick so if that's your if that's your bag then it was a good day it was a good day for you more good news for the 49ers. The run game was back, 36 carries, 150 yards. That was just the 49ers' fifth loss under Kyle Shanahan when they've run the ball 30 or more times. It was their first such first such loss since October 28th of 2018. They've never lost a game where they've had 30-plus carries and Jimmy Garoppolo starts. C.J. Beathard started three of the games, Brian Hoyer started one, and Nick Mullins started today. 19-5 in those games. And again, they were effective, 36 carries and 150 yards. The issue was they would have gone for 200-plus yards on Sunday, and they probably would have run it 40-plus times, but when they fell behind 14-0 early, that completely changes the game script. And I actually did the, thought they did a pretty good job keeping the ball on the ground, even though they were down 14-0. But still, even if they're down 7 nothing and can get back into it and tie it or kick a field goal, to make it 7-7 or 7-3, they're able to stick more with the ground game than they than they were able to do when they were down 14-0. That's why those turnovers hurt so bad. I mean, there's the obvious ones late in the game where it allows Dallas to break a 24-24 tie and then allows Dallas to put the game away with the Tony Pollard touchdown run. Those are the glaring ones that really jump out. But the ones early in the game are the real killers because that takes out the game script that the 49ers wanted to follow. I also need to amend myself. I said the 49ers lost 41-27. It was 41-33. I had my notes written down and then failed to include the Hail Mary to Kendrick Bourne at the end of the game, which was a fun thing that happened. C.J. Beathard airs one out. Um, Bourne jumps up and grabs it in the end zone on the final play of the game. 41-33, the 49ers lost. My fault. I messed that up. So that's another good piece of news. Kendrick Bourne had a touchdown. And the Niners completed a Hail Mary. And then Brandon Ayuk. He was really good again. He had 73 yards on nine catches. He had a touchdown. Had a couple of good runs after the catch. And again, he is just... He is so quickly earned the trust of his quarterbacks. 13 targets for Brandon Ayuk on Sunday. That is a great sign because the 49ers needed Ayuk to be really good. I talked about this last week. They mortgaged their draft to go get him. They traded multiple mid-round picks and the number 31 selection to move up to number 25 to draft Ayuk. His last five games, 10 targets, 14 targets, 9 targets, 16, and then 13. That's really good. 8 catches, 7, 5, 10, and 9. That's really good. They needed him to be excellent, and he might mess around and be the best receiver on the team. Debo Samuel's a great weapon, but Brandon Ayuk, I think, might wind up being the best pure receiver on the team. That's a big deal. That's what they needed him to be. And it's not like there's a ton of plays for those targets to go. Jordan Reed, Ross Dwelly, 
Those guys are going to get their looks. Kendrick Bourne had four receptions on four targets. Richie James had seven balls thrown his way. He caught four of them. Reed had five targets. But Brandon Ayuk is going to be the guy. He is the clear number one option for this team right now with George Kittle and Debo Samuel out. And I think even when Debo Samuel and George Kittle are back, Ayuk is going to wind up being the guy. They need to take some of the workload off Kittle and, and Samuel if they're going to keep those guys healthy for 16 games. And if Ayuk is is going to continue getting open and, and being open enough to earn targets, then I think he's going to continue doing so. And the fact that he's able to and handling that workload well as as a rookie is is huge. And I think Sunday, once again, if you're the 49ers, you have to be encouraged by what you're seeing from him. He was excellent. C.D. Lamb on the other side, another rookie receiver, five catches, 85 yards. Another really good player. And he's one of the guys when the 49ers picked at 14, Lamb was on the board. And I think there were... A lot of draft analysts, maybe 49ers fans, who thought that Lamb was going to be the pick there because they did need a wide receiver. But Ayuk has has worked out very well for them. And he was good again on Sunday. And when you're at this point of the season, if you're San Francisco, you desperately need some silver linings. Because when you're losing to the Cowboys, that's that's not great. I don't care what the scenario is. The Cowboys are bad. They're a poorly coached team. They are beat up on the offensive line. Their defense was going to be terrible no matter what their offense looked like. Andy Dalton's an okay okay backup quarterback, but he didn't light the world on fire. He was 19 of 33, 209 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Took a couple of sacks. I mean, he wasn't, like I said, wasn't anything earth-shattering. Tony Pollard, you take away his 40-yard touchdown run. And he had 11 carries for 29 yards. The Niners defense was really good. The Niners offense outside the giveaways wasn't even bad. Like I said, they averaged 4.2 yards a carry. Mullins, 21 of 36 for 219. He threw two touchdowns. But again, the two interceptions killed him. Beathard, 5 of 7 for 100 yards. He had the 49-yard Hail Mary I mentioned earlier. The injuries surely matter, but the Niners still shouldn't be losing to the Cowboys. That's the bottom line. And I don't want to overreact, and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not confirming this or saying that this is how it's gonna go. This is just something that I think kind of jumps out to me when I start trying to zoom out and think about how the 49ers move forward is in a game like this, in 2017, and let me go back, in 2017 and 2018, the Niners were were out of it early. And they finished those seasons strong, and they continued to play really hard for this coaching staff. How they finish this season is going to be fascinating. Because the 49ers have not been in a position where, where Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff have quote-unquote lost a locker room. I don't think they're on the verge of that. Like I said, I don't want to overreact here. This is not a this is not a Adam Gase in New York situation. This is not this is not a Matt Patricia in Detroit situation where players were tweeting about how excited they were that he got fired. Current and former players for the Lions. But 
this is the first time that I've that I've wondered how how the locker room is going to react to the team sticking with Mullins, and maybe 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 the players know that Mullins is their best option no matter what. And maybe they finish the season strong. They play hard against the Cardinals. They play hard against the Seahawks. Maybe they pull out a win. But like I said, if if anything long term bad was going to come out of this game, because ultimately I don't I don't think I I don't think that this is that this is something. And I, I want to make this clear as well. I don't I don't want this isn't a game that the 49ers in week one of next year is going to be a reason that that they go into the year and and be bad. I didn't see anything from anybody who I think is going to be a difference maker next season. I didn't see anything. In fact, I saw the opposite. Raheem Mostert should be a difference maker for this team next season at 4.9 yards a carry on 14 attempts. He was good, and then he left at the ankle. Jeff Wilson, 60 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown. Ayuk, I already mentioned, born, four catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jordan Reed had had a couple of catches and a touchdown. Um... I, I thought for the most part, Eric Armstead had two sacks. That was really good to see. Javon Kinlaw had a really good game. The, that's that's why this this loss hurts for the San Francisco this year. But I think I think you come out of it looking into next year, encouraged by by some individual performances they saw. But on the other hand, coming back to this season, you wonder how the players are going to react. And that's something I'm going to be watching because if they continue to roll Mullins out there and the 49ers defense continues to put up good showings, eventually the eyeballs go to the quarterback and the head coach and say, what are, what's, what's happening here? Why is this the guy? But at least we know now that Nick Mullins is not the quarterback of the future. There was some chatter of that after he lit up the New York Giants in week three. I think we have a big enough sample size now where we know that that Mullins is not not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, at least not a starting quarterback on a good team. I think we now know that C.J. Beathard is not good enough to be the backup quarterback. At least that was my takeaway from how the 49ers handled his workload on Sunday. And so maybe they hang on to Mullins as the third quarterback, but I think they need to draft a player there, whether they stick with Jimmy Garoppolo or not. They need to improve at the QB2 position. Their quarterback room simply needs to get better. That position matters too much in the NFL to to just continue with what the 49ers have because what they have in the Garoppolo Beathard Mullins trio is not good enough. And we saw it on Sunday. And it's why they lost to a worse team. So thanks so much everybody for listening. I'll be back with Chris Biederman, 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. He will be back with me for our Tuesday pod that we'll record on Monday. And then, like I said, we are taking some days off for the holidays. And then we will be back. Uh, I will be back after Sunday's game, or excuse me, Saturday. Remember, the 49ers kick off Saturday, December 26th, against the Arizona Cardinals. I will be doing my solo pod after that game. And then Chris and I will get back on a more normal schedule uh, once we get past the holidays. 
and start kind of turning our attention toward the offseason. Because that's where the 49ers are now after their 41-33 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our Keep Stock Inventory Management Solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.